It's Divas That Care Radio, stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. One just has to pick up a magazine or turn on a television to see that we, as women, are bombarded daily with media images of female physical perfection, leaving us with the most unrealistic of expectations as to how we should look. No wonder female body confidence is failing while incidents of eating disorders are on the rise. What's most alarming is the way this affects young girls. A reduced sense of self-worth can create anxiety, stress, even depression, causing relationship issues while potentially impairing academic and job performance. In direct contrast, Confidence in Bloom is designed to send the opposite message to any woman of any age, shape, or background who has ever felt inadequate, unworthy, or tossed aside because of how she looks. You matter. You are enough now. I, Tina Spolatini, a woman of substance, insist that women deserve to be happy, confident, successful, not to mention so totally in love with themselves, in their own bodies, just the way they are. Through an ongoing series of intriguing conversations with women from all walks of life who are all extraordinary in their own right, I will take us on a journey of ultimate self-acceptance and empowerment. Together we'll share the stories, laugh, learn, maybe even shed a few tears when you realize just how far many women have come to realize just how wonderful life is when you stand in your own power, feeling fantastic in your own skin. Today's guest is Renee Reich. I am so excited to talk with Renee. She's got wonderful energy. And she is also an author of, of a book, Finding Your Own Voice. For over a decade, Renee has been cultivating and inspiring individuals and teams with her contagious energy. Having spent more than 25 years in corporate America, Renee decided it was time to step away from the corporate ladder and instead dedicate herself to helping others. She started her professional training and speaking as an instructor at Women Helping Women, where she volunteered her time to help the unemployed and underemployed find and keep their jobs. Renee's life has not been without its challenges. After experiencing a devastating illness that took away her voice and then the loss of her best friend and father, Renee chose to follow their examples and never give up. Today, she helps others do the same, showing them that no matter how life may seem to be closing in, there is always a way out. Welcome, Renee. Thank you so much. I am so grateful to be here. It's an honor and a pleasure. You have a wonderful story to share with us. Now, I didn't read your entire bio, but um, you wrote yourself, you wrote a book, and you are a four-time number one best-selling author. Explain to our listeners your book or your story of your book. Well, the story is, something that was the, the catalyst. I didn't set out to write a book. I had never authored a book before. I've written papers, like, you know, in school, and, and I've, in later times I've written for magazines, but never set out to write a book. And this is really a story of 
a gal who didn't believe in herself, didn't trust herself, and because of that, she lost her own voice because I never stood up for myself. I never set the right kind of boundaries. I don't think there were any boundaries, quite honestly. Um, it was just the people pleasing, the fear of judgment, the limiting beliefs, the low self-esteem, and low self-worth. Because when you want to help others, not helping but pleasing them so much, I didn't even end up on my own to-do list. It was just making sure everybody else was good to go. And I was digging my own grave in the process. And losing my voice physically, I believe, was due to the metaphoric loss of my voice in life for the reasons I just stated. The fear of judgment, the limiting beliefs, the low self-esteem, low self-worth, all of those things. It literally came crumbling down on me. And it was something that... um, you know, I didn't want to survive, quite frankly. Uh, I had sores all of my vocal cord, and I was in the ER, and the doctor, before I lost my voice, when I said, am I contagious, I had, I had so much pain in my throat. He said, oh, you're highly contagious. You can't be with the public. I was locked away for four months with no voice, no contact with the outside world, and pain that was physical because of the sorcery of my vocal cords, emotional because I could no longer be with my loved ones, and mental pain because doctors were unable to help me, and I really didn't know how to help myself. So I was in this space of, for lack of a better term, I was in a space of hell and no way out. And when I tell you I didn't want to survive, I wanted God to, I didn't want to wake up when it was time to wake up. I wanted God to take me home, never to return, because the pain was so intense. And I say the mental, physical, and emotional, because when you have no answers from Western medicine, and it wasn't like go gargle with salt water, or go have some honey and tea, or chicken noodle soup, or something. It was a virus that was all over my vocal cords that didn't allow me the ability to swallow anymore because the pain was so intense, like fire in your throat. Stay on that longer than I need to, to, other than to tell you what it was that took place. Within those four months, I wish I could tell you that I went within, I developed this inner work, but I didn't because I was not spiritual at the time. I just wanted to leave this planet as fast as, and, and, as I could. I, I was unable to because I believe when whatever you believe, God, source, universe, whatever you were brought to and brought through, there's a greater purpose than self. And I truly believe that my purpose was to give and serve and share my story with people around the world. Them know that you can get through these tough times even when you no longer feel you could speak up because of those limiting beliefs, because of things that have happened in your life, relationships where you felt suppressed and repressed, where you couldn't speak. But it's the relationship with yourself that matters most. And that's what I'm here to talk about today. Not giving up on yourself, believing in yourself, trusting yourself, and knowing that you are enough. This is going to be a great story. You, uh, I read 
I, I didn't finish your book. Unfortunately, I ran out of time. But your book, many women need to read that, right? To understand, we don't we don't look at ourselves as a person. We look at ourselves almost like a machine that is here to serve others and not satisfy or or create any kind of happiness within ourselves until something terrible like this happens to you, right? Exactly. Oh, uh, 100%. 100%. You know, the book, I, I titled it Finding Your Voice because that's a process, finding, right? It's a process of finding your voice. And the subtitle is Unlock Your Chains and Unleash Your Greatness. So finding your voice, your chains, and unleash your greatness. This, the original title was going to be Unlocking Your Chains and Unleashing Your Greatness because that is a process I felt too. But then unlock and unleash is an action. Finding is the process of unlock your chains and unleash your greatness. It takes action to do that. Just sitting still and waiting for it to happen isn't going to happen. The book is very powerful and empowering because within the pages, after each chapter, and they're very short chapters, I think it's like a page and a half, and you can attest to that page and after two-page chapters. They have 11 chapters. They're really short. At the end of each chapter, I pose questions to the reader because it's my way of taking your hand and walking through your own journey with you in finding your voice. And right. the questions are pertaining to your own journey in life, not about the book, but how what you just read pertains to you in that journey. Right. Because we're not all going to go through the same situation. But, but the story has the same meaning to us. Absolutely. So in, your, and that's, in, in the book, that's, that's why you, well, I was going to say really quickly, that's why I left three to four line pages. The chapters are short. The pages to write your answers on are longer because I wanted you to be able to go back to it and date it. On 329.23, how would I answer that question? Maybe a month from now, three months from now, six months from now. You go back and you answer it again and you date it again. And you could see how far you've truly come because we, especially as women, do not give ourselves the credit. What we do is we compare it to others and say, how come I still didn't do this? You still didn't do that. You're, you're still at this place. Look at the other people in your niche doing that and you're still here. No, don't compare. Look at where you are. Look at where you were and how far you've truly come. It's not about anybody else. It's about you. Right. Yeah, it's about you and only you. You're absolutely yeah. right. Now, in, in your story, you um, spent time without your voice for three or four months. And then yeah. when you were back, like you, you went back to work, you had a another infection when you went back to work the first time. When you went back the second time, you caught yourself in the same habits and the same routines as you were living before you got sick with you when you lost your voice. What did what was going through your mind at that moment when you realized that holy man, I didn't change one bit? Great question. Fantastic question. So here's the thing. I and I even wrote this in the book and and people who are listening when they get the book they'll see this. I literally when I was first able to go back to work, my best friend in heaven, she sat me down and she said, Make sure you take your breaks, make sure you 
you leave on time. Make sure you, you, you know, eat well. They, all of these things, I said, I will, I promise. I even promised God I would do better and be better. I wrote this literally in the book. And slowly but surely, one of the chapters even called Old Habits Die Hard. That's the chapter. Old Habits Die Hard. Yes, did they ever die hard. Because I did do, I did do well. I did keep my promises until I didn't. And you're like, how could you do that? How could you go through something so painful and then fall back on, on something that was so horrible? Well, I didn't do it right away. It took time. I went back. Originally, the first time I went back, I wasn't truly ready to go back. I was out within like, you know, for another two weeks, the week I went back. I ended up with a middle ear infection. I was not truly back. I was. I felt I wanted to go back. The voice was not truly back, and that that was gonna. That honestly took about a year um, to truly get my voice 100% back, and a lot of work that I had to do to get the vocal cords strong again. I was working with a specialist, um, a coach, to help me strengthen that, which is like a muscle. I had to strengthen my vocal cords all over again. But to your answer to your question. Yeah, when I went back that second time, I was taking breaks. I was leaving on time until I wasn't. I'm like, oh, I could do this. One little more thing. One, one, one more thing here. I'm, I feel good enough. I feel strong enough. I could stay a little bit later. I could do a little bit more. Now, granted, let me tell you, I was in management. So there was no more like overtime, like if I stayed longer, I got more money for it. It wasn't that, that I was trying to, you know, work the clock or the system. It had nothing to do with that. I was a manager. And there was no, when you're salaried as a manager, there's no such thing as overtime. You just work until you're done. Your check's going to be the same regardless. So it wasn't like I was putting extra time and hours because I was going to end up getting more. It it gave me no more as far as um, monetization in that respect or time off or anything. I just stayed because I had work to do. And I started doing those old behaviors, and it didn't serve me or anybody else for that matter. I thought I was always going to be okay and always going to take care of myself. And, you know, your body keeps score. I think there's a book called Your Body Keeps the Score. It does. It does. And so does the universe. And I say often what you go through, you grow through. And it was a very hard lesson to learn multiple times. And I really encourage people listening, especially women, honor yourself. Your body is a temple. Don't judge yourself. Take care of, of, of you. You know, in, on planes when you fly, the first thing they do, the very first thing before you even take off, is show you how to use an oxygen mask for yourself. Put your own oxygen mask on first. And then help people around you, your loved ones, your neighbors, your friends. You cannot serve or pour from an empty cup. If your oxygen mask is not on fully and completely and you are not breathing fully and completely, you can't serve or help anybody else. It's not being selfish, being selfless. In order to help the next person, you have to first help yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be gracious to yourself. And be grateful for all that you have. 
and all that you are in this moment. I love that. I love that. Be all that you are at this moment. I love that. It's not about the future. Being in this moment is our future. Every second is our future. Well, next, you know, in the future, I look forward to doing this. Next week, next year, next now is your future. Every now moment, every tick of that clock is your future. Every step, physical step, emotional step, mental step that you take is your future. It is now. It's not later. I'll use the good dishes when. I'll put on the nice perfume when. I'll put on the nice outfit when. I do this when. I go on this. Put it on now. Break it out of the closet. Use the dishes. Don't wait for when to happen. When is now? The truth, see? Because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. It's not. Young or old alike, there's no promise. Make a promise to yourself right here and right now that you will take care of you. By taking care of you, you are automatically, energetically taking care of others. It's the law of reciprocity. That's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Be grateful. And, and we need to learn this before something terrible happens. And I think, oh, yes. I know myself, like, you don't think anything terrible is going to happen to you, right? And that something terrible may not be uh, losing your voice. It may not be, you know, getting in a car accident. We don't know what that something terrible is going to be. Yeah, don't don't ever so we wait. To, right, we need to be prepared. Embrace. We need to just we we need to embrace every moment that we can. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I I, I wrote an article at the end of last year, and I know I spoke with you about this uh, offline, and it was about it was about the year that passed, the year I had, and it was the real life that you see, the R-E-E-L, that people write about versus the R-E-A-L of life. And so often we compare ourselves to someone else's highlight reel. Do we know the real life, the R-E-A-L? Because the R-E-E-L is hard to live up to. When you're scrolling social media, that's a good way to feel worse about yourself. Looking at somebody's highlight reel what about the real life? What about the behind the scenes? A caterpillar only turns into a butterfly after it goes into the chrysalis stage. For those that don't know that, that chrysalis stage is the ooey, gooey, mucky, uncomfortable as hell stage where it's stretching and growing. And not every chrysalis stage is the same for every butterfly. To be shorter or longer for each one as they emerge to become that butterfly and spread their wings. Don't put yourself in a box. Spread your own wings. You go through and grow through your own stage of life. I'm here to serve you in that way, in that capacity, because I know what that feels like. You know, I may have a psychology degree, and that was the degree I earned, yes. 
but the degree of life that I've gone through and grown through to serve in even a greater way than that degree will ever be able to serve me is even greater. Because going through the hardships that I did and losing my own voice and learning what that meant for me not speaking my truth, for me not speaking up or standing up in my own life, for myself, and for many to follow. That was a degree I will always be grateful for. The degree of life that you earn for what you grow through and go through. I'm wondering right now, Renee, before, how would you describe yourself um, before you lost your voice compared to who you are today? Great question again, uh, Tina. It was, I was always a person with a big heart and always a person who cared so much for others. Today I need to always make sure and I always have to check myself to take time for me and know that it's not being selfish, as I said, it's being selfless. Because to serve, you have to first serve you. To be there for others, you have to first make sure you're okay. You know, I'm going to say something which I know I, I spoke to you another time about. It always reminds me of Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Or For those listening who don't know that story, please Google it. There were characters in that story. Dorothy was the main character. And she got thrust into this land looking for her way back home to Kansas. And in so doing, she came across several characters. It was the scarecrow looking for a brain. He was the smartest one there. He took on uh, along her journey to Oz. And she said, I'm looking for a way back home to Kansas, and you're looking for a brain? Let's go. They were off to see this wizard in the land of Oz. Then she met the tin man who was looking for a heart. And for those who remember that story, he had the biggest heart of all, always crying. And Dorothy had to keep oiling him with his oil can because he kept rusting from his tears. He joined them in the journey to Oz. Then they came across a cowardly lion who was looking for courage. And again, the story with the cowardly lion, he thrust himself in front of Dorothy and the other characters into the, the Wicked Witch of the North because she was going to hurt them. Actually, I think it was the Wicked Witch of the West, and she was going to hurt them. And he put himself in front of all of them, the one looking for the courage. He didn't think twice. He put himself in harm's way to protect and defend and had the most courage of all. The moral of the story, and then, of course, there's Toto, Dorothy's companion, the dog. We always need a companion in life, someone who believes in us and is there for us. They all had within them that which they were seeking outside of themselves. Dorothy did not have to click her heels three times in ruby slippers to know that she was enough. And then, Oh, there's a the dog. Is that Toto? <laughs> and then she... <laughs> 
And Toto's always there. I told you, the companions. And then, you know, the the Tin Man, the heart, the Cowardly Lion with the cards, they all had everything they wanted within themselves. That is the moral of the story. And this story that I'm talking to all of you today, you each have within you that which you were looking outside of you. And I love people listening to reach out because I know the pain you go through. I'm here to help you with that. I created, as, as you know, the voice blueprint. The voice blueprint is what I created for those people looking to find their own voice. We each have a blueprint in life. And that's why I created it. It's an individualized program that helps you grow through and, and release the limiting beliefs that are holding your own voice back in your relationships, in your business, in your life. From vulnerability to empowerment, V-O-I-C-E, I take you along that journey in finding your own voice with courage and confidence. Vulnerability Thank to you. empowerment, right? Like, yes. nobody likes to be vulnerable. That is the hardest no. position to sit in, right? But to move exactly. that that's to why, empowerment. That's, why I, that's the first thing I address with people is vulnerability. You can't say, I just want to get to empowerment. I just want to get courage. I just want to feel better. Well, you've got to, let's get real with each other. That's why I offer the one-on-one coaching. That's why I created the voice blueprint. Not everybody likes to be in a group. They don't like to be vulnerable. So let's get real with each other. This is a time. Not I'll do it later. If you're listening to this broadcast, this podcast, there's a reason that you were brought to it. This is there was a reason I lost my own voice. How often do we, especially as women, lose our voice in life? In those relationships with our family, in our job, with our children, just taking care of everybody else but never us. As I said, I was never even on my own to-do list. I had to do for everybody else. I felt I had to do. You have to take care of yourself first and foremost. And that's a hard lesson to learn, isn't it? Oh, my God. Was it ever. Not to be able to swallow your own own saliva. I couldn't even swallow it. You don't know how often you swallow until you're unable to. And when Western medicine can't help you and you can't help yourself, you don't even know where to turn anymore. But it was in losing my voice. That was the beginning of the journey of finding my voice. And now helping others to find theirs. This is excellent. This is excellent. So what does your self-care routine look like, Renee? In gratitude. I now keep a gratitude journal. I write in it sometimes a.m. and p.m. And it is specifically for that. It's not a to-do list, not notes. It's literally in gratitude. I wake up. I am grateful for the new day. I am grateful for the bed that I slept on. I am grateful for the food that I have that awaits me for my breakfast. I am grateful for the friends around me in my life. I am grateful for the bills I get to pay. You open yourself up to abundance and even more, no matter what you have. I am able, even if you don't have, I am able that I have friends and family to help me through this time, whatever it is. 
think of the smallest thing you can be grateful for. And as you write that smallest thing, the bed you slept on, the cot you slept on, the pillows you slept on, a tent that you slept in, something. Find something to be grateful for that you woke up, you were meant to wake up, that you got through a surgery, that you got through whatever it is, that you did it. Write the smallest of small things and watch it expand. When you start writing the one thing, the two things, you will find more and more things. Your brain will keep looking for the good things. And when you go and look for the bad thing, this happened and that happened, you're welcoming more of that. And trust me, you'll find more of it. But when you look into gratitude, it will expand. Because what you focus on expands, the good and the bad. So focus on the good. Open your heart. Open your mind. Open yourself up to what's possible in goodness, in gratitude, in love. My gosh, I love this. I absolutely love this. I am sorry that you had to go through what you went through, but I feel like it made you stronger and more powerful than it than you were before. 100%. And I feel like you had a lot of you were a good woman before. I can feel that. But today you're 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 still a good woman the way you were, but with a little bit of like more backbone, more like, you're mm-hmm. more aware of who you are. Mm. You nailed it. Absolutely. My heart space has changed. I still love to give. Absolutely. I still love to share. I still love to, to help others. That didn't change. That You can't hide what was there. That was always there. But you're right. Growing a backbone and um, taking care of me and knowing that's not selfish helps with a ripple effect and serving today, and having more confidence and trust in myself and my own voice, that knowing I am enough as I am, that I keep growing and expanding with greater good, for the greater good of all. Wow. That's, this is absolutely beautiful. You know, the cover of my book, it's got a picture. It's not a Photoshop for when people uh, look for it. It's, it is on Amazon. Um, it's a picture of me standing in a dress on a beach with my arms in the air, looking up. And on the top, it says, Finding Your Voice. And right below, it says, Unlock Your Chains and Unleash Your Greatness. Because finding your voice is that journey. Looking up, and it's like, I found my voice. I found who I am. Like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, we are here to walk each other back home to ourselves, to who we truly, authentically are. That's power, finding your voice. Wow. Yeah, I have seen The Wizard of Oz, I don't know how many hundreds of times now older I get, the more I can relate with each character. When I was a kid, it was just a movie, right? And as an adult, I get it, how they break apart. One person is all of those. And all the time, we've had all of that within us. And we just have to look for it. We just have to 
work on it and bring it out. Exactly. We always are looking outside of, of ourselves, and that's not what it is. You don't ever, ever want to do that. You don't ever want to have to look outside. I always looked for, and when I was in corporate America, I was always looking for the next award, the next Atta girl, to show me that I can show everybody, look at this, I'm good enough. I got, I got the award. I got the best act. I got the A. Who is it for? What do, you, what do you need to show the world that you did something? It's for yourself. Know you're a good person. Yes, it's good to have, you know, the, the awards that you did. It's, I'm grateful I have awards that I've, I've earned and, and degrees that I've earned. I'm grateful for that. I'm most grateful to myself for never giving up. I'm most grateful for the people I'm helping today and helping them along their journey of finding their own voice and gaining that confidence back that was always there but was crushed by others outside of themselves in business and in life and relationships that they've led into their life because they, they thought they didn't deserve any more than that or relationships they've been afraid to walk away from because they didn't think they could or feeling stuck where they are because they don't know how to get out. This is a journey. This is a process, and I'm here to help people through that journey and that process because I've developed that blueprint because I've walked through it. I've taken so many clients through it and seen the results. It's, yeah. it's really something powerful and empowering in this process. That's awesome. I just love it. So that is now what you're doing. Uh, you're coaching women to find their voice. Absolutely. I, I work with one-on-one. -on -one. I've done groups as well. However, what I found with the group coaching is that not everybody wanted to share their voice. And if this is a voice blueprint, which I created for, for, for actually for men too, because some men have issues, I'm going to say issues, opportunities, because they have it matissimo, that they're supposed to be able to be the man, be that, the, the, you know, macho guy, and they are afraid to be vulnerable. So it's for men too. I say mostly women because that's the corporate world I came from in my role as a woman in corporate America, and I'm speaking my own truth. But certainly there are men out there that I have helped as well um, because it's the same thing. It's a different energy, but it's the same situation, almost worse in a way because they feel they have to be that macho guy, has to bring home the, the bacon, so to speak, has to be the breadwinner in the house. And that kind of is a tough, it's a tough thing for a lot of guys. So I don't want to limit myself to say I can only help women. For sure, no. I help men and women in the corporate world in finding their own voice and coaching them. I've spoken um, in, to organizations um, about this. So with the courage and the confidence and empowerment. So I do speaking and coaching, and, um, you know, I'm grateful for all of it. So if people out there say I'd love her to speak at my event, I'd love to be able to do that. I do a lot of virtual events as well. Um, so no matter where you are, if you're hearing this podcast, please reach out 
it's very powerful and empowering to be able to serve others from the space that I came to. Uh, I'm from, and I'm grateful to be able to do it now with a stronger, more confident voice than I ever had before. It's as I said, it's grown through what you go through in your journey to serve in a greater way, and that's where I am today. Well, you've come a long way. Thank you so you much. See? This book, oh, absolutely. This book is empowering. I, I encourage your listeners to grab their copy. Uh, it's definitely, it's a short, it's an 83-page short, easy-to-read book. However, it is a powerful, powerful book. So you will you will find yourself in the pages of these, these 83 pages. And I, I leave, as I said, three to four-line pages for you to write the answers after each chapter uh, because you will find yourself and a lot of your own voice in this book. So it's a, it's a great opportunity for you to start that journey. And I also encourage, the word encourage has the word courage in it, if you notice, um, to find the courage and encourage your listeners to reach out to me. And I, I know I've given you my links for them to connect with me. And I offer a 30-minute complimentary call to connect. So please reach out. Thank you so much, Renee. This has been amazing. I, I'm so, I feel so almost relieved to hear your story and to he- let our listeners hear your story. I don't think we can be told enough to really understand how important it is for us to fill our own cup. And filling our own cup means we serve from the overflow and not from inside the cup. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's what it is. But we, especially as women are the caregivers for the most part, we don't think about that. No, 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 i got to take care of this. No, no, I'll, I'll take care of me when. I'll, I'll, i got to do this first. We always have to do something else first. And then maybe we make our list and maybe we don't. Maybe we, we find room in the day to take care of ourselves and maybe we never do. The laundry, the lunches, the dinners, the, the meals, the cleaning up, the everything, everything. Like, oh yeah, me? Oh no, no, no! I'll just throw my hair up in a in a ponytail and throw in some sweats. I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, and but you won't be. You know what? No, because I wasn't. I thought I would be. Oh, I could do this. I could, you know. And I I did write this too that I looked forward to my days off when I was in corporate America, not for days off. I didn't look forward to days off for the days off. I look forward to days off to see what more I can do. What more can I give to that? I didn't schedule time for myself. I said, well, maybe I, I can eat in 15 minutes. I can finish real fast. Now I can have more time to do this, that, and the other thing for somebody else. That's what got me into this problem. And I will say the word problem. That was a huge opportunity for me. And until... I was in that kind of pain where doctors and Western medicine had no cure. I didn't say this, but you know, I had 20 vials of blood drawn from my body in three and a half months, and they still had no cure for me. Nothing. They could do nothing. Two trips to the ER and vials of blood taken as they were testing for everything under the sun, only to come up empty and say, we can't help you. We have no cure for you. That's why I said earlier in this conversation that losing my voice was, in fact, the beginning 
in the journey of finding my voice. Well, thank God you found it and you can share it with the rest of us. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So people can reach out to me at Renee at ReneeRice.com. I'm sure you'll put the information there. It's, it's R-E-N-E-E at ReneeRice, R-E-I-S-C-H.com. Um, they can go to my, my uh, link tree. has everything on it, the book, my calendar link. So they can go to my link tree, and that will have everything. The connection with me, um, there, if you can post that, it's... Um, you just go HTTPS, colon, forward slash, forward slash, L-I-N-K-E-R dot E-E, forward slash, Renee Rice. And there you will find all of my links, my social media link, my um, calendar link, my book link, the audio to my book link. I encourage getting the actual book for people if they can, even if they like to listen um, as well or read it on a Kindle. All those are available, but nothing will will actually put on comparison to actually getting the book in your hands because you can write your answers down. And when you listen to it, you could listen, but I should also get the book because you will also be able to write that and go back to it and see your own journey of how far you've come. That's why I encourage the book as well. It's, a, it's an easy uh, read paperback. And you can even stick it in your purse um, to carry with you because it is something you will like to carry with you and refer back to because the the questions uh, are powerful within the, the tips that you will learn from this. So please reach out. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. Yes, I encourage them to do that. As I said, I have space opened up on my calendar to have them sign up to, um, you know, get an appointment with me. And then the book is there. The um, calendar link is there. The um, Kindle is there. Everything is there. Everything is there for them. So that link tree is really the best way to reach me because you will see all the links to reach out. And I encourage them to do that. Everything is there for your taking. And, um, be bold and be brave and let's connect. This is why you're hearing this. This is why you're listening to this talk today. And this is why I went through this journey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Confidence in Bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that you're an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman, even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel. The truth is they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Chic definitely does come in every shape. So if you want something to believe in, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence and Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at infobloomstyling or by email at tina at infobloomstyling.com or through the Divas That Care website. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.